Good morning. Uh, we've actually finished the uh, CMA's 40 days of, of prayer. And I had one more devotional I wanted to share with you that I think, um, at least for me, it sort of ties things together that, that when you're spending time in prayer, you have to also understand the uh, spiritual warfare aspect of praying. And so I wanted to uh, share with you some some teachings that have been helpful in terms of spiritual warfare, praying, and using your gifts today. Uh, before, but before I go into the to the scripture that we're going to read from Isaiah sixty one, uh, for the next couple of weeks, uh, beginning Monday, uh, we won't have another devotional until Monday, but next Monday, and then for Monday through Friday for two weeks. Uh, Lisa, my wife Lisa, will be presenting the devotional each morning. So she's she's uh, going to give me a little bit of a break, uh, although I have a feeling I will be helping her with the technology of this. Uh, and then um, we will begin a series that I'm really ex- I'm very excited about. We'll have a workbook. Uh, the sermons on Sundays will connect, and it's a, it's a series about discernment. We're calling it discern, uh, finding God in all things. And the idea is, is that if you really want to go through the times that we're going through right now, you have to be able to understand things from the, really the perspective of heaven instead of just looking at these things from an earthly viewpoint. And it's going to be a, it's going to be a very powerful time of growing in Christian maturity, but also in terms of your spiritual discernment. So <clears throat> that's what's coming up. Uh, a couple of weeks of Lisa sharing the morning devotion, and then we'll begin our discern series with a workbook and everything, daily devotionals. So today, um, the passage that I wanted to look at, Isaiah 61, listen, listen to what Isaiah writes, The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is on me because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives and release from darkness for the prisoners, to proclaim the the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn and provide for those who grieve in Zion to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of joy instead of mourning, and a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. And then uh, a text uh, that uh, is pretty meaningful as we look at our circumstances and our situation. And the prophet says, And it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be delivered. So why am I using these passages? Well, because if you align your life with the ministry of the Holy Spirit, which is, which is what every believer should do, you increase, in a way, the, the target on your back for spiritual attacks. Uh, the demonic realm has a mission. And any way that they can, they want to hinder the mission of Jesus being carried out by those of us who are believers and Christ followers. 
one of the ministries that has been very instructive to me in my uh, study and, and trying to understand spiritual warfare has been the ministry and teaching of Derek Prince. He was, uh, he was a man who could really hear from the Holy Spirit, but he was also an, he was a Bible scholar. And uh, his life was filled with testimonies of personal victory. And one story that really impressed me, I wanted to share with you today. This is his own writings. I'm paraphrasing it a bit, but he said, In the midst of ministry blessings, I had recurrent fits of depression. I struggled against this by every means I knew of. I prayed, I fasted, I made resolutions. I got up early to pray. I stayed up late to pray. I did everything I knew to do, and it got no better. In fact, the more I prayed and fasted, the worse it got. I love his vulnerability as he shares this. One day, he said, I had come to the end of my solutions when a phrase in Isaiah 61.3, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, captured my attention. I suddenly realized I was dealing with a spirit, a personality that studied me, knew my weaknesses, knew how and when to attack me. I was not dealing with mental or psychological conditions merely in myself. I then understood why the pressure got worse the more I wanted to serve the Lord, because the mission of the Spirit was to hinder me in my service for God. This personality knew just how and when to apply the pressure. Recognizing the identity of my enemy was a tremendous step forward. I searched the scriptures, and I found a verse that I believed would bring me the solution to my problem. So that verse I read to you, it's Joel 2, verse 32, and it says, It shall come to pass that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be delivered. I put Isaiah 61, 3 and Joel 2, 32 together and prayed a very specific prayer. God, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, according to your word, deliver me from the spirit of heaviness. And when I prayed that specific scriptural prayer, I was delivered. The pressure was lifted. Now, this is a man who had a worldwide ministry and who was incredibly effective, and yet he was going through a private depression and despair. It took not just psychology therapy, it took supernatural uh, warfare or weapons because he was experiencing supernatural resistance. See, the more that you begin to realize that you've been called into an assignment with Jesus, empowered by the Holy Spirit, you'll realize that your ministry is being resisted. In the same way God wants to empower you supernaturally, the enemy wants to resist you supernaturally. And here's what Derek Prince is showing us is that this personality called the demonic influence, a personality knows exactly your weak points. So here's a pastor who's ministering in the Spirit. He has been experiencing the equipping of the Holy Spirit. He's speaking powerfully for God. He's speaking to groups of people at a very distinct time in which his labors are producing salvations, deliverances, even healings. 
Yet he experienced in the midst of his success intense spiritual attack. The Holy Spirit, in answer to his prayers, led him to these two scriptures, which allowed him to identify the spiritual root of the problem. See, the problem for many of us is that we just stay with the symptom. The symptom was the depression. The symptom was that that heaviness that he felt, or the hopelessness, that despair that he felt. And so when he saw the scriptures, he realized the root is not just that I am depressed. The root is that a personality, which you could call the Bible calls a spirit of heaviness or a spirit of despair, was having an effect on him. And so he had to cut off the root before he could get rid of the symptoms. And this is so important that we begin to realize that quite often the symptoms are telling us that the issues in our life are not just psychological. I'm not saying they're not psychological. I'm not saying they're not at times chemical. But it never hurts to go after the spiritual root. He uses his Bible and he says, oh, the source of this depression is a spirit of heaviness. This is what 1 Corinthians 12, verse 10, calls distinguishing the spirits or distinguishing between the spirits. He knew it was a spirit of heaviness. Why does it matter if you know the name? Well, for some reason in the spiritual realm, knowing the name of what you're dealing with gives you greater victory and greater authority over what you're dealing with. See, in his dealing with this spiritual attack, he was gaining victory by using the gifts of the Holy Spirit in an appropriate way. The gifts of the Holy Spirit are given to us to realize and to fulfill the mission of Jesus. We are supernaturally empowered. One way to look at spiritual gifts is that they are the ministry gifts or the ministry abilities that Jesus himself used to great success in his spirit-equipped, spirit-filled ministry here on earth. In other words, you and I, who are living a supernatural life and have a supernatural enemy, must live in the supernatural equipping of the Holy Spirit. And this equipping is called spiritual gifts. There's a list in 1 Corinthians 12. There's a list in Romans 12. You see, and when he prayed, you see, he was using the gift of faith. And this is one of those gifts. When he prayed, he didn't pray, oh Lord, I hope this is going to work. Oh God, I hope this is going to help. No, he said, I have two scriptures here. One says I'm dealing with the spirit of heaviness. And the other says that if I call on the name of the Lord, you will deliver me. So he, he had, at that moment, Jesus' own faith was welling up inside of Derek Prince, and he stood in his authority in Christ, and he believed that the word of God was powerful and effective, and as he prayed, he exercised the gift of faith. But here, here's another thing, and this is why I, I like this story so much. You see, as he called on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, verse that the verse in Joel had promised 
that believing wholeheartedly in this promise that God would heal him of the spirit. So it could be said not only had he exercised discernment or distinguishing of spirits, exercised faith, but you could easily see in this the gifts, the ministry gifts or the ministry abilities of Jesus gave him the ability to see what's called in 1 Corinthians 12, words of wisdom and words of knowledge. See, it wasn't because he was smart he figured out that Isaiah 61 applied to his situation or that Joel 2 applied to his situation. He was given that knowledge. But you see, having knowledge is not effective till you use it as wisdom. As you take that knowledge and navigate through your problems so that he had to have the wisdom of how to apply those scriptures. And that, I mean, you see in this getting free and getting the healing, which is the whole ministry promise of Isaiah 61, setting captives free, release of the, of the prisoners, binding up the brokenhearted. That's the whole ministry of Jesus in your life. That's what he wants to do. But in, in some ways, you can miss that unless the Spirit is giving you knowledge. Okay, here's, here's the root issue. And then wisdom. Now here's what you do with it. And so you see that what Derek Prince is showing us is that we've got to operate, especially in difficult seasons, we've got to operate with more than just human wisdom or human knowledge. As a matter of fact, if I could get very specific with you, in 1 Corinthians 12, verses 8 through 10, they're actually nine gifts listed. And uh, I'm going to give you, in a way, just talk about them in terms of the literal translation of these gifts. All right, so the literal translation is a word of wisdom. In other words, you'll be given a strategy or a way through something that is not deduced by you, not intuited by you, you know, not, you know, researched or, or taken somebody else's solution, but rather God himself in an immediate way through his spirit is showing you exactly how to walk through a situation, how to speak to a person, how to do whatever, whatever it is he, he wants you to do. Or, and right with that, the second gift, these are all, again, these are the Holy Spirit manifesting in the life of every believer, because every believer has the Holy Spirit. So these nine gifts are not relegated to special individuals. These are the manifestations of the ministry abilities of Jesus in the life of every believer. And the fact that most believers don't operate in this does not mean they're excluded. It means they just haven't learned, how do I, how do I walk in this? So here is what the Spirit can do in any circumstances. He can give you the wisdom to walk through something that you wouldn't have apart from him. Secondly, he can give you knowledge that nobody else has, but that he imparts to you. Those are the first two gifts. I, I, I didn't understand the, these ministry abilities of Jesus. I didn't understand them as supernatural manifestations of the Spirit in my life. But even when I didn't understand that, he's still so good. He, 
he was doing that. I remember one time I was just beginning to do deliverance with people. I didn't understand these gifts, but I was, I was doing deliverance and somebody came to me for deliverance. And it was a person who was at that time 53 years old, was in a very difficult marriage, was very broken. And they had been a member of a church for their whole life. But I began to pray with this person to go through the deliverance um, session. And I heard really clearly from the Lord. And I didn't know it was the Lord. I just thought it was my own thought. But I heard it said, this woman has never, has never accepted Christ. This woman is not born again. The real issue here is not her marriage. It's not how depressed she is. The real issue here is that she doesn't know Jesus as her Savior and Lord, and she doesn't know the love of God the Father. So then I took that very seriously, and then I was given, and again, I didn't understand it at the time, but I was given the words to lead her without insulting her, without offending her. I was given the words to lead her into an immediate and dramatic conversion to Christ. And, uh, you know, and, and I was able to disciple her and she became a part of our church and all kind of stuff happened. But again, she came saying, I need this. The knowledge came not from me, but from the Spirit, that that's not what she needs. And then the wisdom came to lead her into faith in Christ. You see, you really don't, you really don't want to be afraid of the Holy Spirit or of these gifts of the Spirit. It is so important that we begin to realize that we're in a season and we're in a time where in order to live the life that Christ is calling you to live and to fulfill the assignment that Christ has for you, you need to start expressing the gifts that he has for you. Again, faith. Like, here was uh, Derek Prince, who was doing incredibly great things, but in his private life, he was suffering terribly. But he also needed, once he knew what the issue was, once he knew uh, what the spiritual root was, then he needed to have the faith to believe wholeheartedly that he had been, he had, he had been given that revelation of what it was so that he could be healed. And, and, and gifts of healing is a fourth one. Now, let me, how these work together. Lisa one time was, um, we were in Uganda and we were praying for people and she was praying for a deaf person. And this deaf person uh, had, in a powerful way, the night before received Christ at our evangelistic campaign and had come in faith for healing of her deafness. Well, Lisa begins to get clarity. Again, a word of knowledge came that said she hasn't been deaf her whole life. It was from a fever and an infection. So she began to say, okay, God, if you've given me the knowledge of the source of this, it must be because you want to heal her. So now you see faith, the gift of faith is arising. She has knowledge. Now she has faith rising. But what's the faith for? Well, it's for the healing of this person. And so it took quite a long time. It wasn't immediate. And she kept praying and she kept praying because she said, you wouldn't have shown me this if it wasn't for this person's healing. So she kept praying. And then she had, again, you know, the way the Spirit works is beautiful. It's, 
he, he, you put yourself in his hands and beautiful things come forth. And she just started singing, Jesus loves me, loves you. Just that simple child song in the ear of this woman and her ears, her hearing was completely restored and she began to speak. And, uh, you know, she hadn't spoken really since, they said, since her hearing was lost as a child. And here she was, her ears were open and her mouth was open. But what was happening there? It was, I mean, Lisa has no power to loosen ears. She had a word of knowledge. She had a word of wisdom about singing that song. She had faith given to her that this was for healing. And then she saw the gift of healing realized, which you could also say, you know, like working of miracles, literally the words power, the kingdom of God coming in power. You see the affirmation. Prophecy is one of the gifts. Again, prophecy is not so much about telling the future as it is about God verbalizing to you his will and giving you assignment of telling other people for him what he has told you. I mean, sometimes it is foretelling. Sometimes it is, you know, about the future. But normally in the scriptures, prophecy is more about saying what God wants you to say to the group he wants you to say it to at the time he wants it said. And then I, I said that gift of discerning of spirits, that's the seventh, eighth kinds of tongues. And this could be prayer language. It could be, it could be, uh, the experience of being able to speak in somebody else's language so that you can speak a message from God in somebody else's language. I've seen that happen, interpretation of tongues. I mean, all these gifts are manifestations. The Holy Spirit himself is invisible, but through these gifts, he manifests himself. So in other words, when you see these gifts, it's not suddenly because you're special, you're still pretty ordinary. But now what's happening is you're experiencing the specialness of the Holy Spirit, and it's manif manif he's manifesting in the ministry abilities of Jesus in your life. And Paul says, this isn't about giving you an ego or giving you status. He says, it's always for the profit of everybody so that we can minister to one another, so we can serve some practical purpose. One of the things I liked, uh, I think it was Derek Prince who said this, he said, these things are not toys, they are tools. They're not the product of natural ability. They're not the product of education. Although, here's the thing, if you begin to operate and allow the Spirit to operate in these supernatural ways in your life, eventually they become much more normal. They'll become much more readily available. Um, the problem with many people is the Spirit invites them into this supernatural gifting, and they're so afraid of it that they, or they make mistakes with it, and so they just run away from it. So there is a, you know, there's a learning curve. There's a skill. I always think it's interesting that uh, many traditions display really despise the supernatural manifestations of the Holy Spirit. And they say, well, it's because people are so clumsy with it and people are so awkward. And I always go, 
Haven't you read in the Old Testament that they had a school of prophets? In other words, no prophet, even in the Old Testament, came out fully formed. They had to be skilled. They had to be trained. People who have great preaching gifts still have to be skilled. They, they have to be trained. They have to learn. And so in all of these areas, um, in some ways, the church, in, in whether it's in small groups or leadership development or whatever it might be, our, our desire at Risen King is that we'd be an incubator for these gifts to, you know, as they come out in, you know, awkward, unformed, that they become begin to take shape and form. Again, think about, here's the goal of the Holy Spirit, is to conform you to the likeness of Christ. Well, what's part of that likeness? It's not just his character. Part of the likeness of Christ is the ministry of Christ. So he wants you to minister in the power of the Spirit as Christ himself ministered in the power of the Spirit. The same Spirit that anointed and the same Spirit that performed the miracles through Jesus is the Spirit who now indwells every believer. But there must be a voluntary aspect of this because not every believer is experiencing the same empowerment and the same level of manifestation of the Spirit. So there's a voluntary aspect to where many of us will not surrender or yield or even acknowledge that we need these things, that we need these gifts, that we need what is offered to us in the presence and then the, the realization of that presence of the Holy Spirit. I feel like maybe in pressurized times and in difficult seasons, we begin to allow ourselves to let go of control and the fear of looking foolish or the fear of being wrong. And instead, we begin to truly surrender and yield to the Holy Spirit. One of my friends was invited. He's a very good teacher on the spiritual gifts on the Holy Spirit. He was invited to come to a church and speak. And the pastor said to him, now, we want, you know, the genuine we want the, the, the real. We don't want any of this counterfeit stuff. We, on, we only want what is the real stuff of the Holy Spirit. Now, he thought that was, you know, that was a, a very important statement. But again, distinguishing the spirits, what he's really saying is we want to maintain control. We want it to look exactly like we want it to look like. We don't want any messiness we don't want anything. And so my friend said, look, you already have the counterfeit. And he said, what do you mean? He says, you have the spirit of control. And so uh, he was disinvited <laughs> and not asked to come. You see, many, many places, because there's, there's so much control, there's so, fear of so much fear of losing control for so many reasons that the Spirit is not truly invited in. And it's so interesting to me, the way the Holy Spirit works, there has to be this voluntary side where you say, Lord, whatever you want, I yield myself to you. Whatever you want to do with me, however you want to use me. And will you make mistakes? Of course. But you see, you have the Holy Spirit with you. It might seem like a silly illustration, but a steering wheel is pretty irrelevant in a parked car. 
only when the car starts moving does the steering wheel begin to really have its full purpose in the car. You can make course corrections. You know, we're, we are more afraid of the Holy Spirit than the Holy Spirit is afraid of us. Now, some, some people have said, well, these gifts were withdrawn at the close of the apostolic age, at the death of the last apostle, and they're not available to us today. But Paul was speaking to just everyday Christians at Corinth, and here's what he said, you do not lack any spiritual gift. Listen, you do not lack any spiritual gift as you eagerly wait for our Lord Jesus Christ to be revealed. So when do the gifts terminate? When the Lord Jesus Christ comes in his second coming. And until that time, the mission that he has given us is a supernatural mission. And the gifts or the ministry abilities of Jesus that are, that are there for us to operate in are all completely available to every believer until the Lord Jesus returns. And the truth is, we cannot accomplish our mission just by human effort, worldly wisdom, business practices. We must be people who are being resourced by the Holy Spirit, just as Jesus himself was dependent on the Holy Spirit in his ministry. He did everything he did in his spirit-filled, spirit-equipped humanity. Every believer has the same spirit that equipped and gifted Jesus. And what he releases in us, and, and from the least to the greatest, is the same ministry abilities of Jesus. I cannot stress this enough, that what you are facing, whether it's making you sad, depressed, stressed, distressed, or you're happy, or whatever it is you're going through, you need more than yourself. You need, to, you need this work of the Holy Spirit in your life. Would you pray with me about this? Would you ask Spirit to not only open your eyes, but to show you how to develop these gifts in the context of the assignment that he's given to you? Let's pray together. Father, I can't, I can't help but think today that there are some who not only relate to the idea of living supernaturally in the gifts of the Spirit, but I, I, I think there are some who have that same spirit of heaviness that Derek Prince talked about. And so today you are speaking prophetically into the hearts of certain individuals and saying, it's not just that you're sad, it's not just that it's chemical or psychological, but rather it's a spirit that's come against you. And so having defined that and having seen that, I, I pray now that faith will arise to say, like Joel 2.32 says, that if they call upon the name of the Lord, they will be delivered. And that today will be a day of deliverance from despair, from hopelessness, from depression. But I also pray because this message is for all of us who are believers that we cannot operate in this world effectively without beginning to see the Holy Spirit manifesting in our lives, a rising of faith, getting wisdom from on high, knowledge from the Holy One, operating in healing, operating in 
in uh, power, where where you're releasing tongues, where you're interpreting tongues, where there's special intimacy that comes because of a prayer language, whatever it might be, that instead of being afraid, that we would yield and trust you or do more in us than we can even ask for now. We want to see the victory of Christ in our lives. Victory over darkness. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for being with me.